Exhale. Everybody, take a deep breath in through your nose and then breathe out of your mouth. Try that again. Exhale. Relax. It's going to be a good night. Promise. We won't hurt you. Um, as you know, we've been working on this year's theme, um, Awaken, Arise, and Activate. Those are the three words that came to us this year. We, um, uh, Cassie and I were meeting, we were having our group meeting about this year's theme, and um, you know, Cassie was just kind of reflecting on this last year. You know, we, uh, Miss Gail Miller, our spiritual mom, went home to be with the Lord, as most of you know, and so, you know, she was a huge part of a lot of us. And so we were just sitting, reflecting, and just thinking about um, uh, her life, her gifts, her ministry, you know, how she impacted so many people, and how can we encourage people to do the same? How can we carry her torch, as Cassie shared for her, her funeral service? And again, those three words came to mind, awaken, arise, and activate. And so I decided to look those words up because I really wanted to get a, a good understanding of what those words meant. And so the word awaken has two, two um, parts to it. It means to stop sleeping, of course, right? To stop sleeping. But it also means to make someone aware for the first time. The word arise means to get up or to come into being. And the word activate means to make something operative. So when I looked at those three words, I was like, wow, those things really tie in well together. And so we're going to do, we're going to cover these three words over this course of the weekend. Um, and they're going to be in regards to the gifts that God has placed in us and his purpose in our lives. And so we're going to encourage you to wake up, get up, and get going, basically. Amen? But tonight we're going to focus on the first piece of the conference. And so we're going to focus on the word awaken. All right? Again, the word awaken means to stop sleeping and to make someone aware for the first time. Um, we're going to talk about this in a little while, but... Um, Amanda sent me this audio not uh, about a week ago or so while I was preparing this lesson. And I mean, I was just floored at how much it tied into what I had already prepared for you ladies tonight. And so I want to play about the first two and a half minutes of it. So I want you to listen really closely. And then after we finish listening to this audio. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it a little bit. Okay, is that all right? Okay, all right. Go ahead, Doug. All of you in this room, I have good news for you. You are not a mistake. You are not a biological accident. You are not a cultural nuisance. You came to this earth because there's something the earth needed that God hid inside of you you've not been taught this what I'm teaching you your parents never taught you and that's why you're struggling to pay light bills and water bills and, and trying to get along in life because they actually taught you not to find your value your gift is the source of your value you were brought to this planet sent here by a greater power 
to deliver something that we need. And God created everything with gifts. In other words, you are a package sent to earth to deliver a gift to your generation. You are obligated to us. You owe me what you are carrying. Everything in creation was created with a gift. Everything. It took me 30 years to make that one statement. Research, experience, my own life, studying creation itself. God created nothing without a gift in it. Secondly, a gift is the inherent capacity to fulfill a function that meets a need in creation. Every word is important here. Inherent means no one can give this to you. You came with this. A gift is an inherent capacity which was put in the thing to fulfill a function. And the gift that you carry to fulfill the function is to meet the needs of something else in creation. This is very important. You didn't come to earth for yourself. And what you are carrying is not for you. Isn't that good? Yeah. So I want to talk about that tonight. I want to talk about awakening the gifts, understanding what purpose is, and awakening the gifts. Dr. Miles Monroe, that's who you were listening to, and he taught, he said that. He said, we are a package sent by God with something in us to deliver to other people. And so tonight, I want to talk to you about three things that we need to be aware of concerning the gifts that God has placed in us. Is that all right? You think that's going to be helpful for you tonight? All right. The first one is everyone here possesses gifts. Everyone here possesses gifts. There's not one person in here that does not have a gift or gifts inside of her. And I hope that you'll understand what those gifts are by the time we finish tonight. God created everything with a gift in it. God created everything with a gift in it. And I want to read, it's found in the, from the beginning of time. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, it says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding fr seed, and the fruit yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. The thing, the gifts that God has placed inside of us are good. And I want you to see this. It says, whose seed was in itself after his kind. A seed is something with something in it. If you listen to this audio a little bit further down, Miles Monroe says, God didn't give us God didn't give us trees. He gave us seeds. A seed is something with something in it. When he created us, what did he say? 
be fruitful and multiply. Now, of course, he was talking about procreation, but I believe he was also talking about the gifts that were inside of us. We are going to produce what we are on the inside of us, what God has created on the inside of us. God created you and me with a seed, a gift. We are something with something in us. We are something with something in us. And those seeds, those gifts that you and I possess now were in us at birth. The thing that is inside of you right this moment, the thing that you have not even yet, if you are a young person, the thing that is that you will, uh, give throughout the course of your life was in you at the moment of conception. God placed it inside of you. The Lord told Jeremiah um, in, in chapter 1 and verse 5 of Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. He told Jeremiah, You were a prophet before you even knew what a prophet was. He said, I set you apart. Before you were born, I said, Jeremiah, you are going to be a prophet. And Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The gifts inside of us were placed inside of us from the moment we entered into this earth. Your gifts are already inside that child that you are carrying. Your child's gifts, God's gifts are inside of that child. So when that child is born into this earth, his gifts will already be on the inside of him. Secondly, the gifts that God places inside of us are inherent. Therefore, they are irrevocable. They are inherent. So that means that they are irrevocable. And this basically means that because they are placed there by God, they are permanent. Therefore, no one can take them away from you. Did you hear what I said? No one can take your gifts away from you. They are inherent. Therefore, they are revocable. Not even God will take those gifts away from you. In Romans chapter 11, verse 25 in the, um, excuse me, verse 29 in the Amplified Bible, it says this, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. He never withdraws them once they are given, and he does not change his mind about those to whom he gives his grace or to whom he sends his call. Now, I have a birthday coming up in a few days, next week actually, and I will be 40-something. And, um, you know, 40-something may not seem old to some people, but it may not seem young to some people either, right? So um, I don't think that 40-something is old. Like, I don't consider myself old, but I do have a lot of miles on me. 
I'm like, you know, I'm like one of those cars that's like two years old, but has a hundred thousand highway miles. That's, that's what I feel like. But I've noticed that in the last couple of years that I noticed the season of my life changing. You know, I have a daughter. She's been married almost five. It'll be five years in October. She's married five years. I have a granddaughter who's working on four years old. And so I've noticed in the last couple of years that my season of life is changing. My, my responsibilities have changed. And so the pace of my life has actually slowed down some. And, you know, it's kind of strange because um, when someone asks me how is life, it's, you know, my answer is, it isn't, oh, I'm crazy busy. Like, it's weird to, to not have to say, oh, I'm crazy busy. And so it's like, so that said is now that I'm getting older and my season is changing, I'm slowing down. Does that mean that I am headed to the glue factory? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, does that mean that because my responsibilities are slowing down, that my gifts and my purpose are running out? Is that what that means? Absolutely not. You know, our seasons may change, but our gifts do not. Our seasons may change but our gifts do not. Our gifts are just refined to fit the season of life that we're in. Think about it. Our gifts are just refined to fit the season of life that we are in. So don't believe it when you think that you can't use the gifts that God has placed in you because your season of life won't allow you to have the space to use them. Think about that. Think about that. I um, there's a lady that has passed away. She used to she used to be a um, a faithful member here, and you might remember who she is. But her name was Karen, and she had Lou Gehrig's disease. Sweet lady, loved the Lord, loved to pray, and she had gotten to the place in her life, in the season of her life, where she was confined to a wheelchair, where she she couldn't um, she couldn't move. She couldn't speak anymore. You know, she had one of those screens where she would speak by moving her eyes to, um, to the letters to spell words. But this is what's so cool about the gift that God had placed in her. Although she was confined in her body, she was able to still function in the gifts that God had placed inside of her because she would pray for our prayer requests. All the prayer requests that we would get on Sunday mornings, we would give to her, and she would pray for those prayer requests. Even in the condition that her body was in, God was still using her gifts with that he had placed inside of her. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1 says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. And then if you continue to read that scripture, it begins to list all the things that there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time for this and a time for that. But then when you drop down to uh, verses 10 and 11, I want to read this scripture in the Living Bible version. It says, I have thought about this in connection with all the various kinds of work that God has given to mankind. Everything is appropriate in its own time. But though 
God has planted eternity in the hearts of men. Even so, many cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And I think that's where we get stuck. We think, okay, I might, I have this gift, I have this ability, I have this whatever, I have this purpose, but I can only use it for this. And so our minds will limit us, though God has placed eternity inside of us, our gifts are irrevocable. We are, our minds will limit us into fulfilling the purpose and the plan that God has for our lives because we think we are limited to this moment in time that I cannot use my gifts to the fullest until I get to this season of life. And God is saying, no, no, you don't see the whole scope from beginning to end. You have no idea how much God has been using the, your gifts already. And you don't even realize it. And so tomorrow morning, I'm just going to real quickly just, and we're going to do some workshops tomorrow morning. We're going to, um, we're going to have a workshop for women who are in the home, women who are in a season of being in the home, women who are in the season of being in the workplace, or women who are either in full-time ministry, or you may know what your ministry is and you, you use that ministry in wherever you are, but you, you want to just be encouraged to arise, to just get up into that season of your life so that you can begin to use the gifts that God has placed in you. We are not limited to this, this season of life as far as our gifts are concerned. And we're going to just keep talking more about that. And hopefully you'll have more understanding, more encouragement. And God will just speak to your heart individually concerning that. All right? And then number three, when you discover your purpose, you will discover your gift. When you discover your purpose, you will discover your gift. I want to ask you a question. What is your purpose? What is your purpose here? What's God's purpose for your life? Some of you may know, some of you may not know, but let me tell you, Jesus knew his purpose. He knew what his purpose was. In Matthew 20, 28, Jesus said, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus knew his purpose was the cross. He knew he came here to endure the cross for us. But what was the gift inside of him? If his purpose was the cross, what was the gift? Salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you. I know the purpose I have for you. He says, declares the Lord to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I want you to think about these words. Think about these words. We will read these words, but we don't really understand the doctrine. The, the degree of what these words mean when God says them to give you a hope and a future. So, and so you may say, well, God knows what my purpose is. So how do I know what my purpose is? Well, I want you to think about that scripture that I just read. Well, actually both of those scriptures, we know that everything that Jesus did had an eternal purpose in it, right? 
Think about the life that Jesus lived when he came to this earth. Everything he did was for eternity. It had an eternal purpose in it. So that means that everything that God has called us to do should have an eternal purpose, right? We are, we are created in the likeness of, of God and Jesus is inside of us. And so if Jesus is, everything Jesus did had an eternal purpose, then everything God has called us to do has an eternal purpose. So I want to tell you right here and now that there is not one person in here that does not have, that has a, how can I say that? Every one of us in here has a purpose. So I don't want you leaving here believing that you don't have a purpose. That is a lie from the enemy. We all have a purpose. There is greatness inside of every one of us. Why? Because eternity is inside of us. As a child of God, we have eternity inside of us. We just read that in the scripture, right? So there is purpose inside of us. So I want to encourage you. If you are feeling hopeless tonight, I want you to leave here with hope. I want you to leave here believing that there is a future for you. In no matter where you are in life. I, I don't want you to look at your neighbor and compare your life to them and say, well, she's doing this and she's got this and her life looks like this. She's got purpose. Here I am. I don't, this is how, what my life looks like. I have no purpose. God has a purpose in everything. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, there's a purpose for everything under the sun. And so everything you say, everything you do, everything about you has purpose in it because God is inside of you. Does that make sense to you? All right. And so, you know, we want to rank or value our purpose based on our status, our money. But that's not how God does it. The Bible says in Colossians that whatever you do, to do it as unto the Lord rather than men. And so everything that you set out to do, when you do it as unto the Lord, it has purpose in it. So if you're a missionary, if you're an inspirational speaker, if you're a worship leader, if you're a teacher, if you're a stay-at-home mom, Whatever, if you're a secretary, if you sit at a computer and type all day, there is an eternal purpose in that. I know you, do, you don't think that's true, but I'm telling you, there is an eternal purpose in it. It really has to do with our mindset and the way we look at it, right? All right. I am um, just a personal example. You know, I have a friend of mine who is a hairdresser, and um, I tell you what, she, she loves the Lord. And, you know, she was telling me the other day, I, you know, I don't, I don't, it's hard for me to understand what my purpose is. But I don't think she realizes if she would sit down and make a list of all the people that she has been able to minister to that sit in her chair every day, the amount of people every day that sit in her chair and she ministers to them. What is her purpose? Sure, chopping people's hair off, you know, coloring people's hair, making them look like they want to look, you know. but. As she's doing that, she's got an eternal perp, a, a mindset that this is going to be for eternity. And so these people leave encouraged. They leave with hope. They leave with future because she ministers the Lord to them. So when you discover your purpose, 
you will discover your gift because your gift will never be for yourself. It will always be for others. That's how you will know what your gift is. It will always be for others, never for yourself. What is a gift? A gift is not to be used. A gift is to be given. So anything that you give to someone else that has the name of Jesus or the love of Jesus attached to it is a gift. A tree never eats its own fruit. It produces fruit for others. So that's how you will know what your gift is. Now, I real quickly want to talk about three things to wake up the gifts. We just talked about the awareness of the gifts. Now I want to give you three just tips on how to wake up the gifts. Is that all right? All right, number one, dig deeper. <laughs> dig deeper. Have you ever heard, uh, used, actually used the expression, I'm having to dig deep for this one? Yeah, I was using that not too long ago. You know, when someone does something to you or if you find yourself just really tired or, you know, you've been dealing with a situation for a while and you just kind of feel like you've tapped out, you've tapped the bottom of the well, the well is dry and you're like, you know, I told this to Todd just the other day, man, I am really having to dig deep for this one. And I was kind of feeling sorry for myself, like this was a bad place to be, like I was in a pit. And the Lord said, you're not in a pit, you're in a well. And it's not only okay to dig deep, you must dig deep. As a, as a child of God, as a Christian, as a believer, it's not only okay to dig deep, you must dig deeper. So when you feel like you're all tapped out, you're actually in a good place. Because when you have to dig deeper, that's where you're going to get to the best water supply. The wealth of God is in the depths. There, I thought about the scripture, about the, uh, the story about the Samaritan woman whenever, um, whenever I was processing this thought. And um, in John chapter 4, verses 7 through 14, it says, When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritan. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? And Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. 
Wow, I love this scripture. You know, it was as Jesus was saying, Jesus said, give me some water to drink. And she was like, I don't have a bucket. Like, I don't have the resources to dig and get you some water. And he says, you're just digging in the wrong well. You're digging in the well of your own strength. And he's saying, I want you to dig in the deeper in the well of me that is in you. Does that make sense? Here's the thing. We are all heirs of God. Ladies, we are all heirs of God. And all of the fullness of God is in him, in us. All of the, the fullness of God is in him, in us. With our best efforts, we've only touched the surface of what is inside of us. And God is saying, go deeper, go deeper, dig deeper, because you're going to find a spring of living water if you dig deeper. So when you feel like you've hit the bottom, dig deeper. You're going to find the fullness of God in there. And, you know, I think about this, and I think this is probably why God created us with an eternal purpose. Because a lifetime here on earth is not enough time to give all of the gifts that are inside of us. We don't have enough time. Our bodies don't have enough time. That's why we have to have eternal purpose. Think about Miss Gail. Even now, her gifts are ministering to us. And I thought about Brother Francis. Even now, his gifts are ministering to us. All of the matriarchs and the patriarchs in the Bible, we read about them all the time, right? They minister to us all the time. Though they are not physically here on earth, their gifts are still ministering to us. And so that's why we need to continue to have them. We need to have a mindset of eternal purpose and eternal gifts. Amen? Number two, to connect with others. We need to connect with others. Again, our gifts are not for ourselves. My gift is for you, and your gift is for me. And I love gifts. I love to receive gifts. As much as I love to give gifts, I love to receive gifts. I was listening to Tony Evans. He's the, I, I mean, I have five minutes to get from home to church every Sunday morning. I only live five minutes away, so I get five minutes of Tony Evans every Sunday morning. But um, um, a couple Sundays ago, he was uh, talking about the gifts. And um, he said, um, does anybody in here like orchestra music or like symphonies? I, I love orchestra music. And um, And he was talking about that. He said, you know, we all have our own instrument. God has given us each an instrument, and we all have an instrument. And, you know, we, solos are nice, right? It's nice to hear a solo performance. But when everyone plays together, it becomes a beautiful instrument. And so it's so important that you do not deny me of giving you my gift and I should not deny you of giving me your gift. We create a beautiful symphony 
when we can share each other's gifts, when we can give each other gifts. And so that's why it's so important to connect with each other. And I can't put um, a value or a rate or a degree on your gift because your gift is just as valuable as your gift. And my gift is just as valuable as her gift. Our gifts create a beautiful symphony for the body of Christ. And we need to connect with each other. And I think it's so, imp- this is, um, this is important for both, not just extroverts, but for introverts. I'm an introvert by nature. And so, uh, I have to remind myself that, you know what? I, I like to be alone. I don't, um, I do well alone, but I need others. I need connection. I need your gifts and you need my gifts, right? So it's important for us to connect with others. And so I want to encourage you that this weekend, if there are not some, if you don't have anybody that you are connected to here in this church, that you will take the opportunity to um, take a step of faith and meet somebody new. Again, you can't forget their names because they're wearing their name tag, right? So connect with each other this weekend. Don't just um, come and enjoy the crawfish, enjoy the door prizes, enjoy the sermon so you can grow or whatever, but connect with each other. It's so important. And then number three, we awaken our gifts when we connect with God. There's no other way that our our gifts can really wake up unless we are connected with God. Again, remember in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 10, it says, God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. So we have to be connected to God. There's no other way around it. Um, in John chapter 15 and verse 5, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Nothing. And so we, we can give an ability in our own strength, but we can't give a gift unless we are connected to God. You know, salvation is the gift that keeps on giving. Jesus died to give us the gift of salvation. So when we receive salvation, salvation does not just become for us, but salvation, our salvation actually becomes a part of giving a gift to everyone around us, right? Because we're sharing Jesus with other people. And so we must be connected to God to awaken those eternal gifts that are within us. Now, we're going to close in just a minute. And so um, I want to invite you to just stand with me, if you don't mind. Now, before God can awaken our gifts, he must awaken our spirit man. And I would think that most of us in here are already Christians. But there may be someone in here that has not um, received God's gift of salvation. And so if you will just do me a favor and just everyone close your eyes, just bow your heads out of respect and reverence for the Lord and for each other.
And I want to ask you tonight, if you feel like, first and foremost, I know that I have gifts inside of me, but the most important gift, the gift of salvation, I have not yet awake, has not yet been awakened within me because I have not completely and totally surrendered my life over to the Lord. If that is you tonight, can I just see who you are just by this, you raising your hand? Do you just lift your hand? Okay, thank you. Okay, you can put your hand down. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Okay, we're going to pray this prayer. And by faith, as you pray it, I just want you to just get a visualization of your spirit man connecting to God, spirit and the gifts of God awakening inside of you. And if you are already in here a believer, would you also pray this prayer as a declaration? To yourself and to the Lord, that you are going to give God permission to awaken the gifts within you that you are not going to be selfish with what's inside of you anymore, but you're going to give God permission to awaken those gifts in you. Can we pray this prayer together? Dear Lord, your word says, if I confess with my mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I will be saved. Today, Jesus, I confess you as Lord. And I believe that you died and rose again for my sins. I open the door to my heart and invite you in. Awaken my spirit with your Holy Spirit. Forgive me for my sins. I need you to help me live for you. I surrender my heart to you tonight. In the strong name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And now I want to ask you, Has the Lord shown you what your gifts are and what your purpose is? And if so, is something in your life holding those things, those gifts hostage? Maybe it's complacency. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's some lies that you've believed. Maybe it's comparison. Maybe it's doubt and unbelief that you don't really think that there are gifts inside of you. Hopelessness. Whatever those, thing, those things are that you feel like, I don't necessarily, uh, I, I know my gifts, but I, I think something's holding them back. And it's if that is you tonight, 
Can I see your hands? Can I invite you to come to the altar? And I want to invite the altar workers to just come and um, pray with you one-on-one and just agree with you that whatever that thing is inside of you that is keeping your gift hostage will be broken in the strong name of Jesus. Maria, can we sing the breakthrough song? Praise until my breakthrough. So we'll have some prayer, um, some altar workers to come and just begin to pray with you. And come on, let's just believe that God's going to break those things off of you. Just believe that there's that God wants to awaken those gifts in you. First things first, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Ladies, let me just encourage you. You may not know what your purpose is. If you feel like, you know what, I don't know what my purpose is here. Again, let me just encourage you. Everything you do has purpose in it. And when you begin to see, God, how can this be... Um, How can I use my gift in this way? Whenever you do something, I want you to think about how can I do this for you, God? How can I do this for you, God? And that's when you will be able to recognize what the gift is that you are giving to others. You know, again, you know, I think about this. When you become the very thing that other people need, what's my purpose? Someone needs needs a hug someone needs ministry someone needs to be a friend someone needs uh to be take help taken care of whatever it is that's the purpose what is the gift well galatians says the the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control what is the gift the gift is the this uh the fruit of the spirit it's the holy spirit inside of you It's God inside of you. Ladies, you are full of God. You are full of God. And so what better gift to give? The Bible says you are the light of the world. So forget about specifically, you know, am I a missionary? Is that my purpose? Forget about that. Think about when you are at the kitchen sink washing dishes. This is my purpose. I am washing dishes right now. What gift of God is in that? Well, how about love and nurture and service? Those are the gifts of God. Those are an eternal purpose. So just begin to see everything that you do has purpose in it when you put God in it. Put God in everything, all right? We are going to continue to pray for people up here, but I want to pray a blessing over you and dismiss you. You're Feel free to continue to stay and visit as long as you would like. But um, we're going to start up early tomorrow morning. Our doors open at 8 o'clock. We're going to serve you some breakfast foods. And um, and we're going to start our worship at 8.45. So come at 8 o'clock and visit and fellowship. Connect with others and, um, and connect with God. Is that okay? Let me pray a blessing over you. Father, in the strong name of Jesus, I just pray for every lady in here. I pray that you would just bless them, that you would keep them, that you would make your face to shine upon them. And that, Lord, that you would 
even now as they lay their head on their pillow to physically go asleep to sleep that you would begin to awaken the gifts that are within them and i thank you father for your love and your mercy and your grace in the strong name of jesus we pray amen and amen you are dismissed we'll see you in the morning